Does this sound familiar? You go on a diet, lose some weight, you're feeling good, but next thing you know, those pounds creep back on. So you try another diet, lose weight, gain it back. It's the all too familiar yo-yo dieting cycle. But my guest today says she got off that roller coaster and found a way to lose the weight for good. Welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Joining me today is Brooke Simonson, certified nutrition coach, weight loss expert, and podcast host. And she's on a mission to help as many people as possible lose five to 50 pounds for the last time. Welcome, Brooke. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Robin. I'm glad to have you. Brooke, you say you tried everything to look and feel better, working out more, juice cleansing, counting calories, detoxing, cutting carbs and sugar, but nothing worked until you say you cracked the code. Tell us about that cycle of losing and gaining weight and please let us know, how did you crack the code? <laughs> yes, I would love to. I know when people introduce me like that or when I talk to somebody on the phone or something, they sometimes say this sounds too good to be true, but I promise yes. you it's not. <laughs> um, essentially, I gained about 20 pounds in my 20s after college. I think people can relate to this. There's a time in your life that hits when you're kind of doing the same things you've always done, but then the pounds start to creep up slowly and steadily. And then all of a sudden you're not looking and feeling your best and you're on this hamster wheel trying everything to look and feel better. Cause I think that's what we're all after in life. And I tried everything like you said, but when you say, and I say nothing worked, I mean, it didn't work long-term. So I would end up losing five pounds or seven pounds or 10 pounds, but I would always gain the weight back when I stopped following the strict rules of the diet I was following or working out excessively, juice cleansing, whatever it, it is I was doing. I talked to friends, family, colleagues, and a lot of people were going through the same thing. So yeah, really I got to admit, I've done it. I've done it myself. <laughs> and, and I want to interject here because it's called a diet. And the first three letters of that word is die. <laughs> so no one likes that word. We, no one likes that word. When you hear the word diet, it just, oh, it goes right up your spine. So it wasn't yeah. a diet that you did. Well, it was for a while, but then I... I kind of just chalked up my symptoms to aging. I thought, well, I'm working now. So maybe the stress of the job is doing, well, you're this not to that me. old. So I don't know. Well, right. And at the time <laughs> I was in my twenties and I'm now 37. Okay. No, I know. I just, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know <sighs> what was going on. Um, so I gave up for a while and just thought, I guess this is how life is supposed to happen. I guess when you start working and, you know, you don't have as much time to work out or whatever, you just gain weight. You don't feel as great as you once did. Cause again, that was happening. A lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. But then my personality, I'm very type A and really into research and education. I actually was a teacher at the time when I was going through all of this. And so I decided to kind of make nutrition and health my hobby and I got my hands on every book, every podcast, every research article I could. I eventually enrolled in a certification course to become a certified nutrition coach. At the time, not really even planning to pursue that as a career, but more just wanting to get my hands on as much evidence-based information as possible. And that is after years of research of making this my hobby, I started a blog, I was doing all of the things. That's when I cracked the code. And essentially figured out that healthy, sustainable weight loss really requires a holistic approach. And it requires doing things that work 
for you and your lifestyle. There truly is no one size fits all dietary pattern or approach. And so you have to figure out what works for you. You have to stop following kind of shiny object syndrome when it comes to the juice cleanse or the keto. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it ends up, you know, you restrict yourself and you feel so good. You did it. And then you find you can't sustain that. It just, it's impossible to do. And you just have to find kind of a happy medium in life. Yeah. And I think there are so many mixed messages out there. I always say people aren't struggling to lose weight due to lack of information. It's more like analysis paralysis. There's so much information and you have so many friends who will lose 10 pounds and say, Oh, I did X, or you'll see a Facebook ad for some new product, And you'll think, okay, I have to try Y, but really it comes down to figuring out what is sustainable for you, your likes, dislikes, time constraints. And that's the only way you're going to hop off of that diet roller coaster. That is such a good point because it is what works for you, not what works for someone else. Because someone else, you know, I I did a uh, something, I don't, I'm not a big drinker, but I was telling someone, you know, I just for a whole month didn't have a drink with dinner and it wasn't any big deal for me. And she, and I was telling her about that. She's like, I'm out. (laughs) She couldn't couldn't go a month without a drink. So that would not have worked for her. So you have to figure out your lifestyle. So how did you do that? What did you do to get there? Well, I figured out with first of all, through my studies. And then I eventually left my teaching career and became a full-time nutrition coach. And after working with dozens of clients, I really boiled it down to three critical A's as I like to call them in what I now have as a holistic three A approach. So the A's are, uh, awareness, attitude, and accountability. And I'll get into those in a little bit greater detail. So Awareness is really becoming aware of your own habits, your own lifestyle, you know, self-awareness is empowering. So really figuring out what is it that your goal is. Your goal doesn't have to be to lose 50 pounds if you don't want to. It could just be to lose 10 pounds. It could be to eat healthier long-term. So the awareness of what is it really that you're looking for, also awareness of your own habits and time constraints, what you like, what you don't like, your culture, bringing all that into it, and then really getting the education, getting the evidence-based information, and becoming truly aware of what actually works versus all of the BS and nonsense out there that people are spouting on hard hard to sift through that hard. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So the awareness portion is very critical. The attitude piece is something that most diets and programs don't take into account. And that is that your mindset is so critical when it comes to not just losing weight, but especially keeping it off long-term. Yes. So I'll hear people saying things like diet starts Monday, or, you know, they have this all or nothing approach to nutrition and weight loss. And really that's not serving you. So if you think that every time you eat some French fries, you've fallen off the wagon and you have to start all over. That's not going to be sustainable for you. Perfection is not going to be approach or attainable. So you really have to focus more on progress rather than perfection. There are so many mindset shifts you can make again, not just to lose weight in the short term, but to keep it off long-term. I would argue that's maybe the most important. I would argue as well. And I think, you know, the behavior changes, 
you can boil a pot of eggs, right? That's the easier part. Rewiring your mind is a lot tougher and it takes Changing a lot of time. habits, you know, as Changing they say in a few good men, you can't handle the truth because <laughs> it is, it's, you know, hard to face that. What are my habits? What am I doing? And to have to change them. And let's face it, people have sometimes negative habits because they like them. They like to drink. They like to eat. They like to smoke or whatever their habit is. They like it. And if you're telling them not to do something they like, it's very, very hard to break that. And it's, I think you have to kind of look at the long term. But, you, do. you know, just in life, nothing that is good comes easy. It's just nothing the way it goes. Yet. You have to be willing to kind of make a sacrifice. I don't like when diets act like, oh, you can just, it's a, you know, there is a bit of sacrifice. Let's face it. I mean, like, can we totally. be honest about it? Okay. Let's thank yeah. you. I'm glad you put that out. <laughs> I like to say all foods can fit, but all foods can't fit all the time. So Good. yes, <laughs> you're not going to just have the healthiest, happiest lifestyle. If you're eating fast food all day, every day. I mean, there are some sacrifices you have to make. The problem is just that, like you said, diet, diet has yes. the word die in it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be as miserable or as awful as a lot of diets make it out to be. So there is this happy medium space where you can enjoy foods in moderation, but at the same time, eat the most nutrient dense foods most of the time. Um, so that's awareness attitude. And then the third critical A is really the accountability piece. And that's where it's helpful to work with a nutritionist or coach or to have a community that's holding you accountable and supporting you. Some people find that through something like CrossFit or they'll join like a group nutrition coaching program or maybe their partners on board or a best friend or a family member, but really kind of having somebody in your court who's on the same sustainable, healthy path is you is going to be game-changing. Research actually suggests that having a, an accountability partner or some form of accountability can improve your odds of success by up to 95%. Yes, I agree with that. And I think it's really great when couples can do it together, a husband and wife, a boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is, because when one person is sitting there eating, you know, ice cream out of the container and the other person's eating a salad, it's just not, it doesn't jive. It doesn't work together. And you kind of want to be on the same page there. And I think you can really help each other to do that. And we eat pretty healthy, I would say, in my family, my husband and I. I mean, we have our splurges when we go out to dinner, but for the most part, we eat pretty much the same. We don't cook real fancy. Everything's grilled or broiled or kind of probably boring stuff, but we like <laughs> it. We enjoy the food and, you know, we just season it really well. And, and we have learned to teach our kids that. Now, my daughter's a little bit of a sweetaholic, but my son <laughs> is allergic to dairy. So he can never have really any kind of like baked goods or sweets. So he's just learned not to eat it. He eats healthier. He's in college now, 21, eats healthier than everyone. I mean, they order a pizza. He, he eats a salad with anchovies on it. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Talk about how, what a different, you know, kind of diet, but that's, he's, he cannot have a pizza. So that's just the way it mm. is. So mm. in, it's a blessing in, and a curse at the same time, <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah. But it is true that when you work with someone, it works so much better for you. I, I think, have you found that with your practice when you're helping people? Yeah. And I think, you know, ideally people in your house would be on board, but that is typically not the case, at least for a little while. There's usually one person who kind of spearheads the, I want to eat healthier. And 
I typically work with women. So typically it'll be a woman who reaches out to me and she has a partner and kids in the house. So I am the accountability support buddy for a while and maybe they kind of start getting on board, but it does end up being easier for that person to implement habits since I'm at least in their corner because we speak every week or two and, you know, I'm kind of cheering them on and helping them implement habits when the people in their home aren't (laughs) really doing the same. (laughs) Well, and another, that's another point because people will say, well, I bought it for my kids. They have donuts or whatever in their, in their grocery cart. And I'm thinking to myself, but do your kids really need it? I mean, why, what are you teaching them? They don't need it either. I mean, maybe that's a treat when you go out something like that but to have all that kind of stuff cookies and cakes in the house it's hard not to eat it when it really is we just don't buy it we have fruit we have a bowl of fruit we eat eat tons and tons of fruit and we just don't buy that stuff unless it's a special occasion someone's birthday we're not nutty (laughs) we want to enjoy it but we just don't make it part of our staples it's not it's not part of our lives and it, it can be done you can just and you can change that and you'll teach your kids how to eat healthier for life if you do that Yeah. And that works really well for a lot of people. Um, I call that kind of creating a more disciplined environment Mm -hmm. when your environment's more disciplined, you don't have to be as disciplined because the stuff just isn't there and it can actually be really freeing. A lot of people think it's, Oh, I'm going to feel deprived or whatever, but you're not coming from this mindset where you can never have a scoop of ice cream. It's just, you're not keeping it in the house. And then when you're out at the cutest little ice cream store or you're on vacation, that's when you would, enjoy it. It's not something that you're constantly trying to resist every single I agree. You know, there's two schools of thought on that. You have to know yourself. Yeah. I do not want it in my house because that ice cream, there's mint chocolate chip, Robin, come and eat it. I know it'll be there. So I just prefer not to have it. And I've talked to other experts in this field who have said, no, 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 you should have it. You should just learn to resist it. So you have to know your personality. If you can be that kind of, or just have a little cup of it. I don't just have a little cup of it. I want to eat more of it. So I know myself. And and that's where I said it should be tailored to your specific needs and the way you are as a, as a human being. Why do I have to learn to overcome not, you know, not having ice cream? If it's, I don't have it in my house, I don't have that choice. (laughs) It just, it just exits it out. And I think where a lot of people are coming from is, you know, diet culture has all these rules and telling you to restrict things. So they're pushing back and saying, let's do more of this, like intuitive eating, mindful eating approach, and let's keep all foods around. We're not restricting. And truly some people enjoy that and it works for them. And again, it goes back to, there's not a one size approach, one size fits all approach that works Mm -hmm. for everyone. I mean, I've worked on my mindset and nutrition for years. And I still choose not to keep a lot of those things around. And if somebody, like you're saying, if somebody were to tell me, keep all those things around and you have to learn to resist, I mean, that just doesn't work for me. So we all have to figure out what works for us. And that can be tricky to do and kind of scary if somebody's hearing this because they're thinking ah, you know, I don't know what works for me and what's evidence-based and what's not, but that's where it's really helpful to have somebody guiding you um, who does have more of an expertise in the area. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you're right. We can look up a diet. There's, there's diet. There's that word again. We can look up good nutrition plans all over the place. I mean, we know we could, if we just all followed it, no one would ever be overweight, but it's not so easy to do. So it is good to have 
you know, a mindset reprogram, I guess, is, is kind of the way to look at it. You have to reprogram the things you've done and your habits that you've created in your life. And you know what I find helpful too? We're, we're big on fitness. My husband and I met in the gym and we've worked out our entire lives. So it's been, I wouldn't say easy, but relatively easy for us to maintain a workout program. But I also find when people include that, when they include some kind of physical activity, I don't even want to say exercise that's the word like diet you know diet and exercise <laughs> just some some sort of movement in their lives they feel like they they are moving in the right direction and they want to continue that movement they don't want to go two steps back after they just put the time in working out doing a class or being in the gym whatever it is they don't want to kind of mess up their good their good vibe their good feeling do you find that that helps people I do. Yeah. I think it also comes down to mindset for that. So I know for myself, a lot of years I was either working out to burn future calories I was going to eat or working out to burn calories I already ate. And it was constantly, I was working out for weight loss or maintenance. And really the way I like to think about movement now is I move to feel strong. I move for my mental health. I move for my heart health. I move for my longevity. But when it comes to weight loss and maintenance, nutrition is really where to put the focus, but then you move for all of these amazing vibes and feelings like you're saying, and though those good vibes out often do inspire you to make healthier choices because you just feel stronger, more confident, more Absolutely. energized, you do. whatever it is. I, I know I've never left the gym and said, Oh, I wish I didn't do that. No. <laughs> when does anyone say that you always feel better afterward and it just and it just sets you on the right path it's just and i always say this just get your sneakers on get your sneakers on just start do something because it's so easy to get into a rut and you come home from work and then you open the fridge when i used to work out after work you know now i work a lot more from home but when i would when i would uh, go to work i would pack my gym bag and go to the gym because i knew if i went home there was no leaving that house i would do something i would do whatever do the laundry start doing tasks around the house and that would be it for me. So I made yeah. myself pack my bag so that I knew I was going right to the gym. I used to teach class too, so I didn't have much of a choice, but that is like another little mindset. Like you kind of almost have to, I don't want to say trick your mind, but plan it out. Like have yeah. these little hacks that you, that you need to do to, to make sure you stay with it. Yes. And that is back to the awareness piece. Just I am, we are very similar, I think, because I used to live in Manhattan and I taught in New Jersey and the gym would be on my way home. So I would literally pack my gym bag, take it all the way to New Jersey to work and then back into a whole other state. And that's a lot of commuting. Home. Yes. It's right. a lot of commuting, but I had to take my gym bag and it's just like you're saying, tricking, hacking. I mean, there are these little mindset tricks and hacks we can do. And it hundred percent boils down to just figuring out what works for you. There are mindset tricks and hacks that work for my clients that I don't use and vice versa. And it's just kind of a game. If you look at it in a fun way of kind of, how can I gamify this? How can I figure out what works for me so that I'm able to sustain this healthy lifestyle pattern long-term? I used to be in fitness and bodybuilding competitions like a million years ago. But when I did that, I would, this is kind of a goofy thing, but I would kind of pretend that I had like the brain of a robot and it was programmed 
to only eat this, to do this. I almost acted like I didn't have a choice in the matter. And this is what was programmed. I'm working out on this day and I'm going to eat this food. I mean, that was very strict. That's, that's more than that's over the top, but I'm just saying I was able to do it because I set my mind to it. I set a plan. I had an end goal because there was a competition or a show at the end. This isn't, you know, normal everyday type of thing, but that's what I did. I acted like I was programmed to do this and I didn't have a choice. This is what I was going to do. I think, you know, I'm going to the gym no matter what. So that was what worked for me. It's kind of it's silly. Whatever works. <laughs> I know. Now, how do you work with no, your No, it's client? true though. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever so way you have, have to think of it. Yep. Uh, so I have two types of programs. I have a group coaching program and also a VIP one-on-one coaching program. So through both the focus is, as I mentioned, my holistic three A approach. So I'm helping you with awareness, attitude, and accountability. And they're set up differently, but all the information is on my website at thehealthinvestment.com. That sounds great. Thehealthinvestment.com. And how long have you been doing this? Tell us about some of the clients and uh, how, what kind of uh, you know, success they've achieved. Right. Yeah. I've been doing it for about two years now. I just started my group coaching program this earlier this year. So that's very exciting. There's tons of people in there. Um, it's through the group coaching program, you start with a self-paced 12-week course, but we have weekly coaching calls that are super fun every week where I pop on and we celebrate your successes, but I also help you troubleshoot any challenges you're having. I share what I call a special topic every week that will hopefully be inspiring and motivating. And then we have a really supportive Facebook community as well. And then with my VIP clients, we talk one-on-one at times that work for them about every 10 days. And And both programs are just really inspiring. I mean, I've helped so many people at this point who say that it's just life-changing and freeing to be able to just ditch diets and ignore all of the noise out there. They just know exactly what to do now. And they feel like they know forever, even if they have to change their habits, let's say in 10 years, because they're aging or something changes in life. They kind of know the process to go about it. So it's not that they have to resort to a diet or a gym member membership even, they can figure out what works for them based on the knowledge they've gained through the programs. I work with a lot of moms. I work with women who are postpartum trying to lose baby weight. Um, I've worked with women in their 60s um, who have gone through menopause. I've worked with a bunch, mostly women, some men as well, but Uh it's really awesome because I feel like I still get to teach. I was a high school English teacher for 12 years. So I'm still teaching now, but I'm much more passionate about the subject matter. Yes. Uh, I kind well, of, you're, you're my changing interest in lives. teaching. Yeah. You're helping am, them live yeah. longer and, you know, and live better. Yes. You know, you're doing totally. something and, you good. Know, yeah. Teaching English was fun and great for a long time, but yeah, I'm just really, really passionate about what I do now. That is terrific. Yeah. You got to feel great about it. I kind of feel the same way about the what I do. I do the, the podcast and I do a radio show, but I've been doing it for about 30 some years. I was on TV or before in my life. So, you know, when you are able to hopefully get information out to people to help them to live a better life, it helps. It makes you feel great. You're kind of contributing to, to the world in your little way. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's really cool when, uh, 
I can't sleep at night because I'm so excited about <laughs> a client success or somebody I'm talking to the next day. And, uh, you know, probably not good for my own health if I'm not sleeping, but <laughs> it's also really cool to be so excited about your job. That, that is great. And again, what is your website if people would like to reach out to you? You can find everything at thehealthinvestment.com. And I'm also super active on Instagram, which is just at thehealthinvestment. I love it. Thank you so much, Brooke Simonson. We really appreciate your being here. Thanks again for having me, Robin. My pleasure. And thank you for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. If you like this podcast and you would like more of them, don't forget to subscribe and we'll keep you updated on our most recent episode. Until we see you next time, please stay safe and keep living well.